from Fox 8 Sports. You're listening to Fox 8 Overtime. Not quite from the Fox 8 studios, but close. This is Overtime, the podcast talking all things sports, all things Louisiana, and everything in between alongside Juan Kincaid with John Bennett producing. I'm Chris Hagan. Today, we've got a number of topics. We've got the COVID-19 cases that are causing issues for college football programs across the country. The latest concerns about the NBA being able to restart the season in Orlando, Florida, while Florida as a state is seeing a lot of COVID-19 case numbers spike upward and about NASCAR and the report that a noose was found in Bubba Wallace's uh, garage at Talladega um, ahead of the race on Monday that was supposed to be on Sunday. So um, a lot to get to today, but before we get started on all of that, a quick request and reminder, please subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate and review it. Tell your friends and help us spread the word. And if you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on the Final Play app, Tiger Huddle app. Um, we'd love to, to get your concerns and questions because um, this is a time when, one, I think we all have concerns and questions. And, of course, the latest being, you know, it felt like just a week ago we were so certain that the NBA is going to happen and college football is on track because they were able to get back into voluntary practices. And then all of a sudden – You've got a number of programs, notable programs, LSU, Clemson, Kansas State, Houston, um, that are dealing with a large number of, of cases. So I, I think it legitimately puts the college football season a bit at risk right now. Yeah, I would agree. And I think what stands out to me mostly, Chris, is that these cases are happening and these are voluntary workouts. There's no contact happening. These guys are just getting together, trying to get into a football rhythm and get a, kind of get used to being around each other. And there are some new pieces that have to be worked in the LSU system, just like every college in the, in the country. But if you're getting this many cases and guys aren't even touching each other and this is all voluntary, what do you expect is going to happen when you bring everybody together and it's more organized you got to start hitting each other? And I would like to think that LSU, Clemson, Kansas State, Houston, I would like to think they had protocols set in place to kind of give it a bubble feel to their workouts. If they did, this is not a good look. If they didn't, then shame on them for not having it in place with all the warnings that are out right now. If a guy's got to put a mask on while he's wearing a helmet, then so be it. I don't know. This is a warning sign to college athletics everywhere that – not so fast when it comes to thinking we're going to have a college football season this year because there's so many issues with this COVID-19 and so many things that we don't even know right now and we won't know going forward. I mean, forget fans in the stands for a second. Players on the field, the practice field, is the biggest issue right now. And here's the thing with the bubble, whatever you want to call it, keeping your players safe, like the players have to adhere to it too. Everyone has to understand the risk. You have to understand the risks that, in the sense of team, if you expose yourself, which it appears a lot of people did going to Tigerland, um, where it looks like some of those cases came from, cases that have come back to New Orleans, cases that have gone into the LSU football locker room, whatever it, whatever it is, if you expose yourself, you're essentially exposing 100-plus other people because yes. you know you're going to have to go to practice, you're going to go lift. Um, and so if there's going to be a bubble, you have to treat it as such a bubble. Um, look, it's, it's not pretty. Um, it's not fun. It's, it's not going to be, you know, your typical season where 
you know, you get to go out and celebrate wins or you get to get together at restaurants or hang out with people. Like, it's not going to be that. But that's the choice you made when you decided to try to play college football through a pandemic. Like, it is still – we are still in a pandemic. I don't care what phase we're in. Yes. There's still no vaccine. There's still no widely proven effective treatment. So you have to treat it as such. We're just trying to be stubborn and go through it. And if you're going to do that, you either have to be all in or the virus is going to win. That, that's the yeah. two options. And right now, I haven't seen anything that, that's proven that some of these places are all in because, again, players, coaches, everyone involved have to treat themselves as being responsible for 100-plus others if you expose yourself. Two words that you said that, that hit right on with this. Stubborn and – well, let me just say stubborn. Just start that one word first off because – our, it drives me crazy, Chris. Our society is so freaking selfish. It's the if it's not happening to me directly, then I'm not that concerned about it. You know, people not wearing a mask. It's the easiest thing you can do to kind of help the cause here. And you are rebellious on wanting to do that until it happens to someone that directly affects you. Whether it be yourself, whether it be your mom, your dad, your grandparents, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, whatever. If it does, if it directly affects you, then all of a sudden you become the um, the safety police. I, I got we got to start wearing the mask. This has been talked about since the uh, early March about this is one step you can take to make everyone around you safe. There's so many of us that have had the virus that don't even know it. I don't know if I've had it or not. I've felt fantastic for the last three months. God bless that. Uh, I know you guys have felt healthy for the last three months, but that doesn't mean we haven't had it. Maybe we just didn't affect us the way it affected someone else that's, that's lost a family member or a friend. But for people to go out now and just be grocery store, restaurants, outdoor bars, indoor bars, and walking around like it's no big deal without a mask, it's just so selfish. And it's the society that we live in right now that drives me crazy. And the thing is, and I don't, I'm not going to get into like – Unfortunately, it's become a political issue, which is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. Science yeah, is not political. Um, it's simply wearing a mask to reduce risk. And, um, you know, I know you recently uh, have gone to North Carolina and back. I recently, uh, my fiance and I, we went up to Tennessee. We figured going hiking with just the two of us and our dog. We wore um, buffs to cover our face in the woods. We wore masks every time we stopped at a gas station, whatever. But just driving and stopping in a few states and a few gas stations, unbelievable how many people weren't wearing masks. But to translate it back to sports, I don't think you get to have it both ways. You can't not want to wear a mask. You can't not want to take the right precautions and then want to have sports. I think it is on all of us. I think if you, as a, as a football fan, if let's say I were an LSU student and I said I wanted to go out to a bar and I thought LSU football players would be there, if I want to have college football this year, I'm wearing a mask. I'm washing my hands. I'm making sure I don't contaminate these guys who can contaminate and get an entire team infected because that's the responsibility we all have to take if we truly want college football, NFL football, NBA basketball, whatever – um, I think it, it takes a team effort. It takes a worldwide effort because um, everybody freaks out when it's not part of the plan, to quote the Joker from The Dark Knight. You know, if, if you say people are going to continue getting sick from COVID-19, no one raises an eyebrow. But if you say a football player 
a prominent football player, a prominent football yeah. coach is going to get sick. Everybody <clears throat> freaks out. But why should you freak out when it's simple math? If people are starting to go out in more numbers, athletes and coaches are people too. They're going to be among that group. So if we're all not trying to stay safe here, they're going to get infected and the season is going to be at risk. So I think you, if you want it, if you want sports, it's simple. You got to try and take the right precautions. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know why it's not that simple, but it's really difficult. It really is that simple. It really is that simple. It's just, a, and you're right. Politics have made this complicated, and we won't get into throwing names on who's doing this and what people are doing it. But, but politics should never be in front of science here when you're talking about health and safety. Um, but I think if you're an LSU football fan and you hear there are LSU players at Fred's or wherever you're going to go to, you're walking in there with your mask on, you see them without a mask on. I think the first thing I'm saying is, dude, what is the matter with you? You're putting yourself, those around you, the teammates when you go back in with them, your coaching staff, your classmates, you're putting them, you want to come out and be selfish and hang out at a bar. That's the problem I'm having with all this. Um, accountability. And I do ask the question, Chris, <clears throat> what's the coaching staff's accountability units right now? Because they're not running the practices. They're not allowed to right now. But what's their responsibility in, in making sure these players look, if you're going to come do voluntary workouts, A, B, C, D, and E have to be followed as rules. If you don't, then they can't happen. And one of those rules has to be you cannot be out in freaking public with the rest of the public without wearing a mask. You have to exercise caution wherever you go because you have to remember you've got 75, 80 other teammates that you've got to come around in another 24 hours from now and possibly infect them. I think there has to be a big picture message here from the coaching staff first and foremost, and it should have been relayed to these kids during the off season, like in May or June as we're going into now. And before you get to these, these voluntary workouts, I'm not sure if the message has been clear on these players or they're taking a laissez-faire attitude and saying, you know what, it's not going to affect me. I feel fine. I'm healthy. I'm young. We're finding out now but if a possible second wave comes around and maybe because of the younger people that are one of the ones getting it now. And I think what this is showing us, and in a way, you know, this is what I think universities need to see um, for any, anybody thinking about having uh, classes back in person like this is a very small sample size like if you if you go to Baton Rouge around LSU's campus right now in the summer versus in the fall traffic population night and day I used to as an LSU student I used to love summer because you could get campus in three minutes from just about anywhere nearby <laughs> there was no traffic but when you come back if there's people there in person I mean we're not just talking about bars we're talking about going to the library if you if yeah. you're going to class if you're going to grab a cup of coffee if you're going to purchase books for class there's so many different things it, it's a lot bigger population in a smaller area so i think the university is going to see that and i think um you know you've, you've got to be ready for more cases i mean more people is going to be more cases and no matter what we sit here and say about what football players need to do and the protocols they need to have, like a bubble is really hard as we'll talk about in a second for the NBA. And I think they're seeing that, you know, going into it, it's going to be pretty even more difficult than they expected, but a bubble is nearly impossible, if not impossible for a college campus and a group of college students that operate as students, as well as athletes to keep everybody um, from getting it. And then, you know, 
transmitting it. Because again, if you don't catch it right away, then all of a sudden you've infected 20, 30 people. I, I just feel like, you know, the bubble thing sounds like a great idea in kind theory, but it's so hard to pull off. And you think about it in the terms of a college kid, you know, they haven't even made decisions, I don't believe, you know better than I would, on how they're going to do classes this fall. Um, I don't believe so. I mean, some some universities have said they're going to do it. They're steadfast and pushing to it. But this is a time where absolutely I don't think anything's written in stone. I agree. And not knowing how classes are going to come off. So if you're, if you're an LSU football player and they've got you guys in one dormitory, that's your bubble, your dormitory. You can't go anywhere. Can they go to class? When the classes start back, do, they, do those athletes have to be treated differently than the rest of the college students and say, you know what, we're going to keep the football team, we're going to keep the um, – whatever team is in sport right now, away from everyone else, let them do online studies. I mean, there's a lot of things that have to be discussed when it comes to the regular college student life and how they're going to handle that. Um, but I think, you know, the bubble thing sounds great in theory, but it's really difficult because everyone, players, coaches, administrative staff, uh, athletic training staff, they all have to be on the same page 24-7. If, if Joe Schmoe, quarterback, can't go to the Circle K to get a drink, then Susie Q, athletic trainer, can't go to such place and get a drink. Yep. They all have to be on the same page. Otherwise, the system's broken down right there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to think about. It's hard to process. I mean, just saying it out loud, like I, I'm just running through my head and thinking, it's like, crazy. is it fair? Is it right that, you know, such lengths would, we would go to to protect athletes? At the same time, protecting athletes and getting college football on the field is a big boost for the economy, which is another issue in itself and, and how badly some of these towns and cities need college football to be back um, because that's where the, the bulk of their revenue is made in a fiscal calendar. So there, there's so many levels to it and so many things to decide. I think that's where it really gets tough. And, and we mentioned it. I mean, Kansas State suspends activities for 14 days, hopefully hoping that you know, anybody who's contracted it, they can isolate, they can get it out of the system in 14 days and try again. Good to get that out of the way right now. Yeah. Um, but who's to say this can't happen again when it really counts in fall camp in early August? Uh, Clemson. Chris, I was going to mention, you talk about Kansas State. If 14 days goes by, they better come up with a better plan over that yeah. two-week period for when they start back up again. Otherwise, if you haven't come up with something, a different way to tackle this, then you're going to get back in the same position you were before. You can't keep taking two weeks off. You know, we don't even talk about the high school kids on this right now because we're talking about college. But think about the money that those high school football programs need from the high school football games. The, the, I'm sorry, the school needs that money from the high school. That, that's their revenue. That's their biggest revenue stream. And got, that's a whole different story. And they're trying to figure it out with the LHSAA. LSU financially will be okay. But the smaller schools – you may see some football programs, some athletic programs ceasing operations for a year because they just can't afford to do them. I mean, yeah. the, the, money, the ramifications money-wise are ridiculous when we talk about this. I think the closer we get to it, the closer um, that you know, schedules are coming up and deadlines are going to get hit, Yeah, the more people are being forced to say things like that, that it may not happen. And, I mean, I've seen more and more people, big college football fans, reporters, fans – um, all kinds of media just admit, wow, this really may not happen. And nobody wants to be the person who says it. Nobody wants to be the downer because we all look forward to it. I mean, it's literally our job. Yeah. I would, 
I'm, I'm a bit nervous. You know, I, I just I yeah. hope that everything is fine. Um, and we have something to cover this fall. Um, Anthony Fauci has been like the, you know, everybody's favorite punching bag because when he comes out and says something like football may not happen, everybody loves to get mad and say, oh, it's too early to call it. But like, it's just, it's just a reality. I'm not saying I, I'm absolutely rooting for sports. I'm absolutely rooting that we can do something safely. I just, I just don't know if there is um, a safe way. So, you know, you go to the NBA and they're, they're going to be the first really big sport in America um, to try and get back out there, um, to try and make this bubble happen. Um, I think the Wizards, uh, Wizards player Davis Bertans is, is not going to go. I think it's not just COVID-related, but coming off of injury-related um, for him. But I think we're going to get to a point where guys – if Florida numbers keep going up, if the NBA is still going to make this thing happen, I wouldn't be surprised to see some NBA players say, I, I don't want to put myself or my family at risk. Certainly, I know there are older coaches, 60 and older coaches that, you know, know nothing but coaching from the sideline and want to be there, but they should seriously consider the risks as well. I think the NBA is, is really going to be up against it over the next week or so and, and see how numbers go up um, to make a – I don't know if they have to make another decision. Maybe they can wait, wait till it gets closer or see how cases, case numbers go once they get more players back in the facility. I believe they can have four back tomorrow through the 30th, and then they can get eight players back in the facility next week. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how COVID-19 starts to affect NBA teams that start coming together again as well. Yeah. Um, I want to go back on one thing you said a minute ago about Anthony Fauci. We, we, it was the best part of the press conferences every day for four months, three months, because you felt like you were getting the information you needed on the most important thing that's going on, which would be the coronavirus and how to go forward. And you're right. People push back on him because they don't want to face reality here. Uh, it's the selfish side. He was looking at the long term, not having a, a vaccine, still not knowing what it's all about, not knowing how it's going to affect young kids, infants and all that until it started doing it, he was looking at the big picture and then realizing that, you know what, if we don't know how this is, um, how to stop this from spreading, how the heck are we going to have any kind of athletic event? Fans are not, but players around each other. He was looking at being realistic about it. And people don't want the realism of what this, what's going on here. It's the whole, do I need to wear a freaking mask in the grocery store? Yeah, you do, but for some reason you're not. I don't know if you saw the video of the guy trying to get into Walmart. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You're trying to get into Walmart in Florida and didn't want to wear a mask in the rules. I mean, things like that. It's like, what are you thinking when you, I don't know. The NBA, yeah. the NBA is going to have a problem. They've got a problem now. Because that, it feels to me like some of the, the bigger players are starting to say, you know what? I have to reevaluate this. Going into Orlando. They're about to open the theme park. It hasn't opened already. It's going to be limited, but it's going to open the theme park. Major League Soccer is going to be playing at the Disney uh, Wide World Sports Facility, same place where the NBA is going to be playing. You're putting a lot of individuals in the same bubble. Um, and it's like I heard yesterday, coronavirus is like the hammer. It can crack the bubble. Again, it's like college football. It's like any other sport trying to start this year in that everyone has to be on the same page. 
I don't think fans – I think fans would hate to see the NBA say we're going to cancel the season because we, we all love the NBA, love watching the games. But I don't think fans will feel sorry for the NBA and the owners losing money this year because they feel like they make enough money as it is. Well, but I, I do I do think the NBA has to – you know, we, we, we've been praising Adam Silver for the pace he's taken with making decisions on the NBA season. Some people feel like – Many people, I know I do, I felt like he took with the right pace and he took all the information from all different sources and made a thought-out decision. But he's got a bigger decision to make here over the next couple of weeks, Chris, I think. Does he play this NBA season? Is it worth risking the health of all these players? Or does he say, you know what, let's kick this can down the road and come back for the start of next season, December, uh, whenever it is going to start, and see how things look then. And there's no guarantees this next season is going to start on time either, depending on what happens now and going forward. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, – it, it, it kind of brings – it reminds me of the debate of, that we always have when fans don't want to see a player get paid because of how, of how it affects the salary cap. When it's not your money, um, you know, there you go. <laughs> it, it's – you know, he's made enough money. He, should, he shouldn't have to take $25 million, even though that's market value. He should be able to take $10 million. <laughs> It's $10 million. Like, nobody's telling you how to take, take uh, your salary. I say that to say, why do we feel like owners and players, why do we feel so bad for them about to lose money, possibly losing money, when the entire country's lost money? Everyone's lost money. 40 million people are without jobs. Um, so I, if, it's an, if it's a big L, if it's a big loss that – some people have to take players and athletes. Everybody's taking an L, but you look at 120,000 people plus dead. That's the biggest L. Um, yeah. And God, I would hate to see it affect a player. Like we've heard of players um, obviously getting COVID-19. We know the statistics. We think we know the statistics about, how it doesn't affect younger people, you know, but man, when it does and, it, and it's probability because, you know, you've seen stories in different publications about that one case that's just freaky and, you know, some 20 something year old got really, really sick from it or somebody young died from it. What happens when it's that college player? Do you say, well, probability told us it wasn't going to happen and we pushed forward anyway, but it did happen. And then, a 20-something-year-old student lost their life to COVID-19. Like, nobody wants to be in that case. I'm praying that that doesn't happen. But if it does, like, who wants to say that they pushed for it? You would feel, I would hope you would feel unbelievably guilty. And, and so we need to think about all these things. We need to consider all these things. All that to say, it's just, I think even, even a week out, we can get into, you know, July 20-something and be like a week out from the NBA starting. And even at that point, I don't think it will be anything written in stone because of just how things have changed. I was supposed to have my bachelor party in San Diego um, back in mid-March. We were less than a week from leaving and things started shutting down. It, those four days from a Thursday to a Sunday from canceling the NCAA tournament and, and college basketball tournaments felt like four weeks. And that's yeah. how fast things change. And so I think with sports, we just got to be careful before we write things in stone and realize nothing's written in stone. Be thankful NASCAR can come back because they have some good enough protocols and I think it's safe enough to play. 
Thank goodness golf has been, you know, a little successful coming back. Um, European soccer has done well. We talked about it with Serbia on our last podcast together. Yes. Where Novak Djokovic <laughs> held this tournament. Guess what? Grigor yeah. Dimitrov and his coach, sick. Djokovic's fitness trainer, COVID-19. All kinds of people in the stands. And now all of a sudden people, like, if you go on Twitter and search Djokovic, he's getting hammered right now. Um, he crossed uh, country lines going back from Croatia to Serbia without getting tested. It looked great to see tennis. I love tennis. Looked great seeing it on TV. They're paying for it now. And this is – I don't know how many of these lessons with people dying and with sports being interrupted we can continue to treat as speed bumps going straight forward before someone says, okay, this isn't responsible. It sucks to say. It's horrible to mention. It, it, it's a punch in the gut to know we may not have sports, but it's something we have to consider. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. First two, we got some NBA players to, to get it. Same team with Utah back in mid-March. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, so here we are. That was mid-March-ish. Now we are May, April, May, June, so three months later, and we're still talking about – we're back to talking about cases going up again. That's what concerns me. When you look in Florida, they've had a huge spike down there. You've got a governor, and Ron DeSantis is saying, you know what, it's only spiking because we're getting more people tested. Okay, I get that, but there's no thought about let's let's take a let's take a step back here again and be cautious. You know, the NBA has to take a step back here. I, Chris, I'll be honest with you, I don't think they're going to play the rest of the season. I'm not sure it's even worth it playing eight regular season games and getting into a playoff. And we all know, at least I, this is what I believe, they're only playing these eight regular season games to satisfy the TV contracts. That's the only reason, and not lose that money. It's the only reason. Again, it's about the money. Follow the money. I don't think this NBA season is worth playing out. I really don't. Of course, I'm not the one cashing that check and trying to get that money from, from the TV executives. I just don't think the NBA is going to say, you know what, let's go out there and play. Let's go into Florida where these cases have been doubling and tripling every day, just going up huge amounts with no sign of a, of a slowdown at all. I just don't see it happening. I, I think it's, there's too much at risk here. Um, I think what one it's thing you take, mentioned. Yeah, go ahead. I think what it's going to take is uh, – some city, some state, some parish, county, whatever, is going to have to be the first one to, uh, to say, we're going to roll it back. We're going to retreat. We're going to go from phase two to phase one um, and maybe give someone else the courage to do the same. Um, again, nobody wants to do that. You know, I've, I've read stories. You look at numbers and how many people trust what science and trust what the CDC, CDC are saying now. Um, first back in March, people are, people don't want to go back to stay at home orders. I don't want to go back to stay at home. I have personal stakes in this. I was supposed to get married in April. Of course. We're pushed it back to November. I don't want to see New Orleans roll back. I'd love to see New Orleans keep going so I could get married in November and have my 200 plus guests like I planned, but yeah. I don't know that that's going to happen. <coughs> it sucks, but I'd rather everybody be safe. Um, and so I think somebody, I think it's going to take somebody saying, look, we're losing this battle. We need to step back. And then maybe others follow suit. Maybe sports leagues follow suit. Maybe we go with just golf and uh, NASCAR and maybe tennis, whatever sports we can get for now. But You know, golf had a recent event, Chris, where they had one of the golfers talking about the stands were full of people. The, the way they, people watch, watch an event. And, and that was uh, one of the golfers just recently tested positive. And they were shocked by it. 
So, I mean, golf isn't being totally perfect with this either. They, they, they are to blame a little bit for this starting to happen in the golf world. That, that should be the one sport where you shouldn't have any problem. <laughs> it's the hard, else on the course. It's, but again, like the, the scope is always bigger than you think. It's, yeah. it's never just on the field, on the course, on the court. It's what do you go home and do? Where do you go? Exactly. Who do, who do you associate with? And who did, who did the person you associate with associate with? There's exactly. levels to it. There's degrees to it. It's terrifying. It's not fun. Um, but it's the reality right now. And so if you're going to push forward, you got to do it safely. But at some point, even pushing forward isn't safe. Um, again, it's all opinion, but it's also part science. And we'll see who listens to it. We'll see what comes of it. For now, that's going to do it for us on the Overtime Podcast. Before you guys go, a quick there request and reminder, please subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate and review it. Tell your friends. Help us spread the word. And if you want to get in touch with us, Final Play app, Tiger Huddle app, Twitter, Instagram, look us up. We are there. For now, that's going to do it. For Juan Kincaid and John Bennett, I'm Chris Hagan. We'll talk to you next time on Overtime. He's care of it all, shit for star. From Fox 8 Sports, this has been Fox 8 Overtime.